0: So we're in this series, If You're Not Ready, You're Perfect, and I believe today we'll be challenged in that idea of, oh, I might not feel ready, but how am I? And God's like, you're perfect, let's jump in, let's participate. And um, I'm so in- excited to introduce to you somebody that I met. Um, go ahead and welcome her up. Everybody give it up for Helen. She has started Grant Me Hope Ministry. I'm going to bring her up. Incredible, incredible lady. Uh, we got connected, and um, you know, the scripture says uh, that you entertain angels among you unaware and um, that's this lady. I'm now aware of it, but she is an angel. She comes and talks and shares about what she's going to share with you, and I sit here, and I just think, this is a real person. This is amazing what she's doing and what she's decided to do. She's a, her and her husband uh, have Teddy's Transport. That's what it's called, right, and it's a trucking company. You've seen it here locally, and uh, just an amazing uh, company that they had, and And life was going great, and and she has a great family, and she could have sat there and said, hey, you know, look how God has blessed me, and then just kept on, kept on about it. But God spoke to her and showed her some things, and she took steps and took action to go make a difference. And she's going to tell you that story about this ministry, Grant Me Hope, and then uh, we'll talk to you about how we're going to be involved with it as a church. Uh, But I can't wait for you to hear all that God is doing in this category, in this area. And um, welcome her one more time.
1: Thank you. Um, I want to do a little exercise with you a minute. If you would just close your eyes, and I will do it with you. And think back to when you were six years old and your life when you were six. And imagine the security that you had and the love that you had. And then imagine getting taken from your home, and you're seven now, and you're in a foster care system, and maybe there's a foster home for you, or you might be in an institution, and you're there for years and years, and you seemingly feel like no one loves you, and no one wants you, and you're getting older, and you've went to all these meet and greets, and you've went to all these things to try to find that perfect family that will love you, and now you're 17, You're almost gonna age out of the system and you still have not found that family that will take you in and love you. And on your 18th birthday, you get sent out into the system alone. You have no driver's license, you have no money, you have no job. Imagine that feeling and that hopelessness that you have. Now open your eyes. That's what we have going on today in our country. We have 600,000 children in the foster care system. We don't have enough foster homes. We don't have um, plans in place for them when they turn 18. And we need to change that. So I've done foster care for 16 years. I'm in in foster care. I should know all about it. September 11, 2014, I'm watching a training video, and it's to renew my foster care license, and it's talking about how hard it is to get older foster children adopted. And I'm multitasking because I'm working from home and I'm doing emails and I'm watching this video. And back then, every day, I would pray, Lord, if there's somebody that I need to help today, let me see it. Because you get so busy... And I'm sure everyone in this room does this. You get so busy that you miss opportunities to help people. That particular morning, I said that prayer, and I had no idea that this was going to happen. But I'm watching this video, and a boy, maybe 15 years old, comes on, and he says this. He says, my older siblings told me once I reached a certain age, I would be unadoptable. And then he paused, and he looked real sad, and he said, no one should steal your hope. And that hit me so wrong. And I thought, that's terrible. I better watch this better. And that's when it went on to tell me that there were 600,000 children in the foster care system and that once they age out at 18, 25% end up homeless. Now, I just talked to somebody from Ohio, and I told her that figure, and she said, Helen, in our county, it's way worse. She said it's 80%. 80%. So 25 is, I think, very, very um, scaled down to what it really is. So, like I said, they're 18. They have no support system, right? They have no parents. They have no grandparents. They have no aunts, no uncles. Nobody adopted them. Nobody gave them legal guardianship. They are on their own.
0: Um, So... So here's what, So here's the epidemic that you're seeing is um, if I were to say to you right now, hey, um, you know, like on your way to work when you, you know, when you drive past the foster care home that has foster care kids in it, you know that one, right? Most of us would be like, no, I don't know that one because there isn't those homes that there used to be where orphans could go and be taken care of and treated like family and cared for. What she's about to share is what happens is Uh, They get institutionalized, meaning that there's organizations such as...
1: Pine Rest, Arbor Circle, Wedgewood, those are just a few in Grand Rapids. They'll get
0: some government government kickbacks, and they'll take those kids in this category and essentially put them in uh, almost cell-like type rooms, small room, a bed, a thing, and these kids begin to grow up in these homes. And when they hit 18, they foster out of the system... And like she was just describing, no, no driver's license because lived in an institution. Uh, can't go get a job once you're out because you don't have any things to get there, to go there. So she's sitting here hearing this information and decided to go about your business.
1: California did a marketing initiative where they got these kids on TV. So I thought, why aren't we doing that here in Michigan? So um, I talked with a few different people. And this was September 11 and we met with two different TV stations, and Channel 13 agreed to air our videos for free. So what happened was we go all over the state of Michigan, um, meet with these kids, um, do a video, we videotape for about an hour to come up with a two-minute segment, and then Channel 13 airs our kids for free. Then we landed a TV station in Detroit, WXYZ Channel 7, We aired our first child April 6, 2015. We got 19 phone calls on her. It was huge, huge opportunity. Because right now, um, all these kids that all these agencies cannot seem to find homes for will photo list them with mayor. Mayor stands for Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange. And they field all of our phone calls for all the kids that we air on TV. Um, So that was 19 opportunities that um, we had that was just amazing. So um, we have aired 105 children in the state of Michigan so far, and 35 of those children have been impacted. So they've either got a family that they've been matched with, there's a placement pending, um, one got a a guardian, no, not one, one got a mentorship, um, a bunch of them got um, legal guardianships, and then we had eight that got adopted. So that was huge. So we're trying to make a difference in these kids' lives. Um, In Ohio, it's a national problem, right? It's not just a Michigan problem. So I said to the big wig at WXYZ Channel 7, who had a lot of um, TV stations underneath his name on his business card, I said to him, now, Eddie, if these uh, TV, you know, if these work in Detroit, can we expand? And he said yeah, we probably can. I said, where can we go next? He said, let's look at Ohio. So he had connections in Cincinnati and in Cleveland. And I called them both. Cleveland didn't bite, but Cincinnati was all over it. So um, Valentine's Day of 2016, we aired our first child in Ohio. We have aired 45 children in that state, and we have got three that have gotten adopted and 13 that have something good going on. So that's very exciting. We hope to expand into another state yet this year. So that's what we're working on. Um, one thing that people don't know is that it's free to adapt through the foster care system um, the only thing that you have to pay for is the court fee and in Ottawa County it's three hundred dollars and a lot of times the agency will reimburse you for that so All it's right, free to
0: you that this church will
1: thank you so it's free to adapt through the foster care system um, I want to show you one of the videos that we produce this little girl has been um, available for adoption since February of 2010
2: I'm Ashley, I'm 17 and I'm in 11th grade. I like to like go to the mall, color, hang out with my friends or my siblings I might have, or just pretty much be creative. I scrapbook a lot so I I take stuff out of magazines and I make stories with them. Right now I'm taking ELA, math, science, and social studies, all of them are integrated. And then I'm also taking personal finance, child psychology, and art. And then a a few others that I will need to complete to be able to graduate next year. After I've finished high school, I'm planning to go to Western Michigan University and getting a degree in arts and social work because when I grow up, I wanna be either a photographer, a wedding planner, an interior, or fashion designer. Um, I like to go out to eat. To, it doesn't really matter what place as long as there's seafood, but my favorite is buffets because it's all kinds. I would love to have a family that would take good care of me and be a good role model. I had the impression at first that since I was 17, nobody's going to really want a 17 year old, but then People were like, well, this person just got adopted and they're 17 or they're 18 or they're 19 and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe maybe there is a chance. The family that I get is gonna be my support. They're gonna be the ones I go to. And I want them to know that no matter what happens, I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be my family for life.
1: We interviewed a lot of these kids, you know, when we do these videos and, you know, the biggest thing that we hear is I just want a mom or I just want a dad or they just want to sit around the table. I had a bunch of them that had aged out. They came to my house. We did a video shoot because we were talking about, you know, the plight of these kids and it was such a big deal for them to be around the table and to pray Every foster child that I've had through my house never knew what prayer was, didn't know who God was, Jesus, not one. What an opportunity as a foster parent to minister to a child and to. Love a child, even if it's for a few days, a few months, a few years. What an opportunity to take care of a child and make a difference in someone's life. You know, can you imagine right now we've got all these kids in institutions. They can't have a dog. They can't have sleepovers. They can't have a normal life by any stretch of the imagination. They want the simplest things, to sit around the table and have a meal, to go for a walk, stuff that doesn't cost you any money. Stuff that we just take for granted. The first service I talked and I did that analogy at the beginning and a girl came up to me afterwards and she said I almost lost it because she said that was me. She said back then I got a certificate at 17 saying congratulations, I'm out of the foster care system. She said I had nowhere to go. She's probably close to my age. She was broken. Can you imagine having no one that cares about you or loves you? The girls end up shacking up with a guy. They have nowhere to go, right? So they shack up with a guy. They end up getting pregnant. They don't know that's how to. That's a
0: statistic too. That's not like an opinion. No, that's Given true. The statistics.
1: Um, well, less than two percent ever go on to get any further education. Twenty-five um, percent end up homeless, and I don't know the percentage that, with, but it's big. And they don't know how to be a mom because they've never had a mom. So their child ends up back in the system. You know, they don't know. They've not been taught. So how are we gonna save this generation? How are we gonna save these kids? It's free to adapt. There's nothing wrong with these kids. And I'm gonna tell you right now, when you read on our website what it says, you know, oh, this is Josie, she's got this and this and this. Mayor writes those write-ups and we use those. But they will scare you to death. Because what they want to do is put the worst in there so that you know what you're getting. If I had to write about my own biological children, nobody would want them.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't adopt myself. No, I mean, I'm being serious. No,
1: nobody would want them. They would say he's hot-tempered, he's stubborn, he's this, he's that, and I'd be like, yes, he's just like his mother, you know. So you you can't be scared by that. This will be the hardest job you will ever love. Can you imagine if we had more foster families than we did foster children? Do you know that if every church in America would adopt one of these kids, we would have no children in the system? One, if they adopted one kid.
0: Only one family. Every Not church. every family needs to take one. Only one family of every church needs to adopt. We would empty the foster care system.
1: So I want to put pressure on you to do that. That's our job. In the Bible, we are supposed to take care of... Are you backing me up here? I'm,
0: I'm with you. James okay. 1 okay. says...
1: Take care the, of the pure
0: ones. and undefiled religion is those who take care of the orphans and the widows. What is it saying? It's saying first-class Christianity, the purest grade A Christians are those that what? Participate with the, the foster care system. The orphans, those that have a heart to go make a difference in this field. Amen? Amen.
1: So on your seats, unless they were all gone, there's this card That's a prayer card. These are all children available for adoption in the state of Michigan today. I want you to take it home, put it on your fridge or your mirror or wherever you're going to see it, and pray for this child that we find them a loving Christian home. I've also got prayer packets, warrior packets they're called. I've only got two left, but if you want, your first service was great. Um, If you want, take that and just make a commitment that you're going to pray for those kids every day. There's so much power in prayer. I've only got two left, but just sign your name up. I'll mail them to you. Put your address on there. I'll mail them to you. But prayer makes such a difference. Um, I, he mentioned I own a trucking company. Somebody said to me, our three goals is to educate America about the plight of these kids, recruit more foster families, and get kids adopted. Very simple, right? Somebody said, you got all these trucks going down the road. Why don't you put a decal on the back and educate that way? I thought, oh, that's ingenious. I love it. What if I could rip off all the trucking companies in West Michigan to partner with me? So I did. I met with all, and you know what? If any of you know anything about trucking, we don't like each other, okay? We're all competing hey, for the I tell same you freight. Too? Yeah. Uh,
0: we don't like truckers on the road either. Yeah. Know you know see? <laughs>
1: okay. So anyway, I'm calling all these owners of all my competitors and saying, will you meet me for breakfast? And I think they thought I'd lost my mind. But anyway, they met me. I give them my spiel. And you know what? We have 850 decals going down the back of trucks from all these trucking companies that partnered with me. If you work for a manufacturer and they've got trucks, see if they'd put decals on the back of their trucks. If you work for a trucking company, anybody, we have to educate. So then I said, okay, that's fine. If you've got trucks going all over America... They don't really care about kids from Michigan and Ohio, right? So we have to set up our website so that every state they're in, it has a pull-down menu, and they can find kids available for adoption in that state, okay? So um, we want to go national. If you guys ever want to help in any way possible, you got a gift. I don't care what it is. Let me know. We will rip you off, <laughs> okay? We will. Um, Facebook, if you guys are on social media, if you would share the kids' videos, like us on Facebook. It's simple, it's under Grant Me Hope. Share the videos. You never know who of your friends and family um, might be interested in adapting. Help me educate America about the plight of these kids.
0: We give it up for a real quick. Like, I don't want us to hear this. I want us to like take action in this, and so I just want to remind you: on your seat is a card, and take that home. Be praying. That is a child right now who needs a home, and many of these statistics are what you heard. We showed a video in first service of another kid who's been waiting to be adopted since 2010. I mean, you're coming up on the eight-year mark. uh, That they're just wondering: is it this year? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be this year? You know, we have stresses in our life of um, what are we going to do next year? Because this, our kid goes to this age, you know, school, or we got the stress of next year, where are we going to vacation? Next year, what kind of birthday party are we going to throw for our kids? And their desire is, is it going to be next year I get a family? Is it going to be next year I get a mom, I get a dad? Many of you growing up, me too. Could you imagine if you went through your life and you couldn't pick up the phone and call dad when you needed advice? Call mom. You grew up like these maybe that got pregnant and they're carrying one, a child and they're giving, and you couldn't call mom and ask for the tip on how to burp the baby and tip it upside down, right? But this is what they're facing. They're in life. They don't have that phone call that they can make. They've been waiting, their desire. She says, they come in and they interview them and they say, hey, you know, what? tell us about yourself. And so really, what are you looking for in life? What do you want to, I just want a mom. I just want a dad. And I realized that many, actually the majority of us can't adopt somebody right now, but I think it's our responsibility to at least pray and ask God, is it possible? And many of you might be able to say, Oh, I can't do the teenager thing for sure. Uh, but maybe you could do a baby or know you, maybe, you know, somebody who, who, who's in a place that, you know, they they're ready and maybe they've uh, been asking God for a little one. She works specifically with the older age, but she can definitely connect you to to how to start as little as a newborn. But again, James 1 says, like the purest of religion, of Christianity, of walking with God is being somebody who, and I'm just paraphrasing, who participates and is engaged in taking care of orphans. Amen? So you got your card. We're gonna pray about that. We're gonna be praying about that. To take it one level up from there, you can stop by the table and get a prayer warrior packet. What's amazing about that packet is you get details. You get registered to a specific child. And as, that, as you're praying, they send you updates about that child until, believing, that child is adopted. So our prayer and our belief is that you're going to be praying until that child finds a home. Amen? And so it's a really specific way. So grab one of those packets. Or as we heard her say, maybe you need to sign up uh, to get one of those mailed to you. But let's be praying. But the third you know, is somebody in here carefully considering what could you do? What could you do for 300 is the number in Michigan of these kids on the edge of fostering uh, out of the system and being in a very difficult, talk about behind the eight ball situation uh, in life. Uh, Let's be the church who comes in and says, not here. Amen. So look up Grant Me Hope. Make sure you like it, favorite it, share it on your Facebook. They post these videos. And when they post a video, that's of a child in need. So you can share it and put it out on social media, and she can tell you the stories of how it works on Facebook. And that stuff gets out, and it makes a difference. Same thing when you're driving down the road. When you look on the back of a semi, if you see that logo, which I don't care if you're driving down the road, just close your eyes and pray. Just make a prayer (laughs) for these kids. Obviously, don't do it that way. But I'm being serious. Every time you see that logo, you take a second and you pray. Because what an amazing testimony it would be if the church of God, and this starts here because this is here, but what if we could rise up and in 10 years, five years, I don't know what it is, the statistic is erased. What if, what if the headlines read, the foster care system was emptied because the church in America got serious about James 1? Amen? Why don't you stand to your feet? We're gonna pray. We're just gonna ask God about this and then I'm gonna give you a couple of announcements and then we'll dismiss. But really, make sure you stop by the table and ask questions and get connected and like them on Facebook. Do all the things that you can to engage in this. But let's just pray and ask God how he'd have us participate. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for this time. We know that your word says that we were born for such a time as this, that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. You put our days together to be right here, right now, to hear what we just heard. So God, I pray that we be doers of the word, not just hearers, that we take uh, these ideas and these strategies and we go out and we make a difference in our community, that we shine a light in dark areas, that we don't be passerbys, but we be like the good Samaritan who sees a need and steps down and brings healing and restoration to a very broken area. God, we're not gonna depend on government or somebody else to do it. God, we're gonna respond in a way that we connect heaven to earth Like your word tells us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. God, we want that work in our communities. In Jesus' name, amen.